What do you get if you murder a hippo? A, a moomin. Oh. What's white and bloody annoying? A moomin. Oh, <laughs> what would look good burned to a crisp, crumbled up and used to grit someone's driveway? A moomin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What explodes uh, nestling? Count, count, you do realise the only reason you're getting away with this is because Crumbly is not here. Yes. <laughs> Enough. Oh. Welcome to another episode <laughs> of episode, Staggering oh. Stories podcast. We're episodic. This oh, is yeah. apparently episode 246, wow. and as you've God. guessed, Crumbly's not here. No. Because no. otherwise that would have been vaguely professional sounding. <laughs> Where? Or, or Gene. No Gene. Or Scott. Or no. Scott. Three but meanwhile, us. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. And I, yes, I am the only pottery-making ghost who doesn't know all the words to Unchained Melody of Life. You right. won't get that. I don't get that. You won't get that at all. You probably are pretending I, you don't get that. I love you. I just want you I to know that. Okay, without further ado, it is news <laughs> with El Presidente. Is he here? He is. Kind of. Yeah. Okay. In spirit, at the least. Doctor Who news. Ooh. Troughton to be reanimated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think this Ooh. is... Oh. To mark the 50th anniversary of Patrick Troughton's first story, The Power of the Daleks, mm. BBC Worldwide has stumped up the cash to provide animated visuals to replace those lost in the great BBC archive purge. Mm. The six episodes will initially be made available on Saturday, November the 5th at 5.50p. Do you realise the irony of that is the BBC probably burned, the, yeah. burned them and so they're probably releasing on them on bonfire night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At 5.50pm, 50 years to the minute from the Ooh. original broadcast on the BBC store digital distribution platform. <laughs> BBC America have then paid to show the episodes one week Ooh. later, November the 12th. Mm. And then on the 21st of November, the story will be made available on UK DVD. Oh. Charles Norton, producer and director of the animated visuals, said of the project... The Power of the Daleks animation is the most ambitious Doctor Who archive restoration ever attempted and we're all very honoured to be a part of such an exciting project. Did you say that in one breath? I did. Yeah. Okay. Intelligent, suspenseful and magnificently staged. Damn, there's a joke there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> Power of the Daleks is one of the greatest lost classics of 1960s television and a superb example of the black and white era at its finest. Oh, we'll soon find out, don't oh, we? we? Yes, will. yes. Star Trek. Colon discovery delayed. Oh, no. Determined to miss the 2016 Star Trek 50th anniversary by not just days or weeks, but by months, <gasps> the new TV series Star Trek Colon Discovery, or STD for short, <laughs> has now been pushed back from its original January the 20th. January the 2017. <laughs> yeah. From its original January 2017 air date to May 
2017. Oh, dear. Mm. Showrunner Brian Fuller and Alex Kurtzman. Kurtzman. Thank you. <laughs> said of the delay, bringing Star Trek back to television carries a responsibility and a mission to connect fans and newcomers alike to the series that fed our, major, our imagination <laughs> since childhood. We aim to dream big and deliver. That means making sure the demands of the physical and post-production for the show that take place entirely in space. You know, that sentence would have made sense if you hadn't added your own words and missed out a few that were needed. It's okay. <laughs> I've lost my place and now. Be- because I looked at you, I lost my place. I have that effect on me. <laughs> oh, and, and I, you always did on me. Still do. And the need. I've lost it. And eh? the ne- where it says <laughs> and the need. Ah, and the need to meet an air date don't result in compromising quality. Compromised. Compromised. <laughs> Unlike that sentence, which was totally compromised. Before heading into production, we evaluate the realities with our partners at CBS, and they agreed. Star Trek deserves the very best, and these extra few months will help us achieve a vision we can all be proud of. I love the way they put a spin on, we're just really behind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't do it in time. time so is, let's pretend we're honouring the franchise. This is it. The, the, the question has to be: This is the fiftieth year, right? That's not this a question. Current of, year, not of, next year. We're no, coming no, out of, of yeah. Star Trek. We're, yeah. This is the fiftieth year of Star Trek. Yep. We're in the, the September, which is the fiftieth anniversary month of Star Trek. Is it? We have just missed. Um, between productions, the 50th birthday. I think it was the 9th of September okay. was when the Man Trap was first broadcast. Oh, happy birthday, Star Trek. It was the okay. 6th. Either, either way, oh, either okay. way we've, we've just missed it. Yep. In your face. <laughs> the thing is, the question I have to ask here is, have Paramount dropped the ball? Completely. Look at what look at the difference between what the BBC did yeah. for Doctor Who's fiftieth, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was planned for hmm, fifty years, <laughs> yeah. and they just seem to have completely yeah. let it. But well, it's the biggest the, sci-fi the, show to come out of America. Yeah, yeah. yeah a film just, that would have come out anyway. Well, yeah, well, 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 even even if they had the film, they pushed the film back. Pre- that was the, meant to be December, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, the release twenty fifteen. The release yeah. the release of the film they pushed back to the summer blockbuster. They could yeah. have pushed it back a little bit more so it previewed on the day of the anniversary. It could have done. They don't care. They don't care. That's, they want think, your money. They don't care. I think all they've done is released a very short two-minute video clip mm. of a compilation of all the Enterprise captains. So what I'm okay. hearing here... So not DS, no DS9, no Voyager. Oh, okay. So it's just the Enterprise captains. What I'm hearing here, Keith, is that you think Stephen Moffat should be in charge of Star Trek. <laughs> well, I had heard somebody say that he should write for the new... Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. yeah. Colon Discovery. Colon Discovery. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it won't happen because it's going to be a writer's room and he would never do that. I, I, I prefer STD. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't like think that's RTD, true, did they? No. Slightly sexier. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Torchword. Talking of Moffat. Yes. Moffat is not a blocker. Really? Yeah. At a recent convention, the ever coy John Barrowman suggested that it was at the Doctor Who production team that was preventing Torchwood's return to the screen. <gasps> 
almost going so far as to finger Stephen Moffat, the uh, bastard toffee, M-N. himself. M-N. Moffat, a man known for giving as good as he gets, waited in to deny the accusation. You may be aware that John Barron has been saying publicly that I've been blocking the new series of Torchwood. To be very clear, I haven't blocked it. I wouldn't block it. I wouldn't ever be able to block it. I am bewildered and why a little it, cross. Why is it beginning to sound like a Dalek? <laughs> 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 Even to be included in this conversation. But the fact is, it has nothing to do with me. Please pass this on to the anxious and the angry. I've had enough hate mail for now. <laughs> Tortured Piners need not get too upset, however, as where there's a gap, there's a big finished series to fill it. Yay! Well, hey. They have just finished their second series of Tortured Audio Plays, each featuring generally one of the main cast each story, plus a small one-off cast for that play. Now they have announced a full cast box set, apparently set between Season 2 and Children of Earth, called Torchwood Outbreak. Oh. But that's, if that's not enough, then to celebrate 10 years of Torchwood, those big finishers have announced the Torchwood Archive, a one-off story featuring most of the cast of Season 1, minus Owen, Yay. Yep. and a large ga- guest Same cast besides. Owen. The Torchwood Archive will be released in October, and Outbreak box set in November of this very year. Excellent. Um, for Star Trek, that's 2016. You may have noticed it was creeping up on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, this is why 2016 is the worst year ever. Oh. In the future, Trivial Pursuit questions in 20 years' time will start, in which year? And you just need to go 2016. Yeah. <laughs> Who died? Everything bad. Anniversary Star Trek, Torchwood. Yeah. 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 Any addendums? I, 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 have, I have a few addendums, a oh, couple okay. of addendums. Uh, one is following on from Star Trek anniversary. Is that this year? That I think it is sometime yeah. this year. I'm not sure when. Someone should tell Paramount. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Think Geek website. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're a, a geek shop. They sell lots and lots of geek and unsundry stuff. But they have got on there a com badge. Oh, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. A, it's a com badge that you can Bluetooth to your phone. That's so cool. So all you need to do is tap the com badge, say the name of the person you want, and it will connect to your phone, and your phone will dial them, and it will speak. You can speak through the com badge. But what happens if you're nowhere near your phone? Nothing. Your phone's at the other end of the room, well, and usually it Bluetooth the, the Bluetooth can detect it for some reason, and you say, contact Keith. And you're there talking to Keith via your badge, but you can't hear what he's saying. Well, actually, no, it's a two-way. You can mm-hmm. hear what they're saying. What if so the cat a... <laughs> walks on your phone while you're com badging Keith? Well, then you get cut off as you would with a cat walking on your phone anyway. The screen probably be off. You'd probably be all right. I really want one of them, but yeah. I don't. Yeah. Because Bluetooth doesn't work very well. Yeah. It's pretty crap. It drains yep. the battery of your phone. But God, that's... Because <laughs> <laughs> it actually chirps as well. So it doesn't well, all I would the, expect all it the to. Proper, all the proper yeah. sound effects. Yeah. You, you said you had other addendum. I have I another have addendum. I have okay. another addendum. You're going to groan, I know. Oh, God, yes. this is role-playing. It is, it is, it Wake is. Wake me when it's over. <laughs> oh. Bitch. <laughs> You're cruel and hurtful to me. I'm going to tickle you. Don't for that. tickle me. I've got a very ticklish elbow at the moment. <laughs> Why are you sitting next to me anyway? You never sit next to me. Well, Crumbly's not there, so I thought I would I would nip in. You're only that. sitting here because there's a moomin in your chair. Well, yeah, Neo Moomin. He, he is it's a cool moomin because he's wearing sunglasses. Oh, it looks like an eye patch from here. <laughs> I assume it's a brigadier moomin. <laughs> no, it's 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 not a brigadier moomin. Okay. No, um Tubicle Seven yes. have brought out another role playing supplement. For Doctor Who? For Doctor Who. But this one 
can, is called Paternoster Investigations. Ah. And it's a source book for a Victorian era game. Mm. Or a Victorian set set amongst the pa- the, yeah, the Paternoster gang, or helps you uh, set up stories set in Victorian period. Okay, yep, and it's yep. it's quite in depth. It's quite complicated. Well, I wouldn't say complicated, but it's it goes into the nitty gritty because mm-hmm. uh, not only do you have uh, stats for the Paternoster crew, yep. you also have stats for Django and Lightfoot. Django. Well, Queen Victoria has played by You tickled my elbow. I'm correcting everything. <laughs> okay, it has stats for Jago and Lightfoot, has stats for Queen Victoria, it has... Uh, oh, Clara. Yep. <laughs> it has potential stats for a... or t- gives you advice on how to set up a Torchwood game in okay. that period. It also goes yep. into quite depth, uh, quite far depth into uh, famous faces of the period i.e. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charles Dickens H.G. Uh, Wells also scientists of the era um, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tesla t- uh, Tesla, Darwin uh, Babbage Ada Lovelace uh-huh. so what, what, where are they on the uh, Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes theme um, it does briefly touch upon uh, Arthur Conan Doyle. So it's Arthur Conan Doyle, not Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it is Arthur Conan Doyle. And the inspiration for Sherlock Holmes is, one, Madame Vastra, two, okay. two a um, deer-stalked, cloaked person who helped out the police in a, a wing triangle okay. situation. <laughs> So Doctor Bell. Yes, yeah. It's all of, <laughs> he's been forgotten. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if Bell is, but it's, it's, it's a combination of yeah, three okay. or four yeah. inspirations. It also mentions about uh, secret societies of the time, oh, yeah. uh, such as um, the Freemasons and the Order of the Golden Dawn. Ooh, what's that one? Uh, the, uh, I'm going to have to go back and refer to the. Oh, is that a real organization? Yeah, it oh, was. Okay. A, was a real organization. So, and also, as I said, hints on how to uh, set up scenarios for that period, Ooh. and also one story, a study in Flaxen, which is um, <laughs> a scenario to play. Oh, okay, I, I I heartily recommend it. I'm yeah. reading through it at the moment. And it's quite um, interesting, quite in-depth, as I said. I just heard a a Torchwood, which was set in Victorian era with Captain Jack. Yeah. Which was quite interesting. Yeah. Big fish. Because you had that, um, certainly, it, it, there, was, there was a Cardiff Torchwood, which he ran into during the show, wasn't there? Uh, a Victorian Cardiff Yeah, yeah, Cardiff that's right, Torchwood. yes. I think it might have been them. I can't remember. Yeah. But yes, no, that's, that's recommendation. A recommendation. Mm, I'm slowly yes. reading through it, and I think it's quite good, despite of your groans and moans. I have an addendum. You oh, do? Yeah, yeah. What's your I addendum? Do. Basically, Game of Thrones kicked bottom in the Emmys. Okay, yeah. They got, ooh, millions and millions. Of, it was a good season. It was a very good season. Writing, Best writing for a drama series, best directing for a drama series, um, best drama series. <laughs> Various. There were so many nominations as well. They were they were just awesome. And Kit Harrington was on the Emmys on the telly, and he was oh. wonderful. But we would also <laughs> like to mention that um, Tatiana, what's her name, Maslany, yep. lead actress in a drama series for Orphan Black. Uh, about time. Yeah, it's about yeah. time. Well deserved. Yeah, very well deserved. much so. And she was she was up against some good uh, good stuff. Um, Homeland, House of Cards, Empire. 
How to get away with murder, which I've never seen, but I think I might because I need the advice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was good to utterly. Oh yeah, Sherlock, sure, best on, yeah. TV movie, Sherlock the Abominable Bride. Yep, yep. And I'll tell you one yep. thing that you do notice straight away is, unlike the Oscars. There were people of all races and colours <laughs> winning stuff. Ooh. But well done, Game of Thrones. You are yes. awesome. Season six was fantastic. Please hurry up with season seven because winter is coming and I need something to warm me up. Winter's here. And rumour has it mm-hmm. that the next book oh. might be out in March. Yes. No, really? Mm. Don't get your hopes up. I'm not. Did I say which March? They didn't say which year. <laughs> no, okay. So. <laughs> I have one last addendum. I have one too. Oh, right, no. You go first, Adam. Okay. Yours might be mine. I have a quick addendum here then for Star Wars Rouge One. Uh, Rogue oh, One. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Is the, that what yours was? No. The composer has mm. been replaced. Yes. Not yeah. John Williams. He was never slated to do it. Oh, okay. No. Um, Has this composer been replaced with John Williams? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, the original composer, Alexandre Desplat. <laughs> Desplat, I suppose that probably is something I don't know. Desplat. Um, he was originally going to do it. Yeah. Uh, he has done such things as Godzilla and Grand Budapest Hotel. Okay. Yeah. But he has been replaced by a more familiar name, perhaps, that I can't also pronounce. Uh, which is Michael Gaiacchino. No, nope. can't, can't say I'm I don't know yeah. But uh, he's sort of J.J. Abrams' uh, regular composer. He's done uh, the, uh, the Star Trek reboot. Yeah. He's yeah. done uh, The Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, good, because with the like best that. will to Mr. Desplat, <laughs> I think I prefer the uh, the second lot of examples you've just given. Yeah, me too. Apparently, it's after the reshoots. Yeah. So he was already slated to do it. and But of course, according to the, re- the That's theories, cool. the reshoots mean a lot of the music has to change and he hasn't yeah. got time to do it. Uh, right. uh, He's scheduled to do something else. So at the last yeah, minute, they've got to... Because we mentioned the reshoots in last yeah. uh, weeks yeah. or the previous one. So it doesn't seem to be a slight or a, a sacking yeah, no, so much no, as no, a, 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 a scheduling conference. Yes. Right. yes. My last piece of addendum. Would you like to live in harry potter's room under the stairs not really no, no. you can do you i don't can. want to no, you can do if you want because four privet drive is actually up for sale really okay the the exterior location for the dursley's mm. house mm-hmm. which is uh in bracknell in berkshire ah uh, but okay. see the problem is you'd have to live in bracknell then yes and yeah. why on earth would you voluntarily do that? Well, it's better than a little whinging, isn't it? <laughs> it is It is up for sale and costs 475000 Whoa! Talk about overpriced! Yep, yep. Good wow. It's for a three-bedroom house. Really? Yeah. In Bracknell? In Bracknell. Oh! I think it was a... Uh... Detached, wasn't it? But still. I think it was a semi-detached. Was it only yeah. semi-detached? Yeah. That's the picky. Have a look at the picky. The one with the, surrounded by owls. Oh, no, you're... Well, they're link detached. The garages join them together. Okay. But I'm sorry, £475,000 for that. Mm. <laughs> and they put a big blue plaque on the outside saying <laughs> Harry Potter lived here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to them if they can make that money yeah, from yeah. some yeah. mug. So, Adam, when will you be putting a bid in? <laughs> No, it's okay. It'd be be just somewhere for the head to live. We just just can't get past Bracknell, though. (laughs) God, I hope we've got no listeners in Bracknell. No longer a problem. They probably agree. (laughs) It comes to something when people from Crawley are bad-mouthing your town. (laughs) Oh, dear. Is that it? That is it. Thus endeth the news.
And now? Yep. Doctor Who. Ooh. Pause for music. What have we been watching, Keith? We have been watching the telly. Yes, we gathered that. <laughs> we have been watching The Awakening. Possibly the best Peter Davison story ever with the possible exception of Case of Androzani, <laughs> Resurrection of the Daleks, The King's Demon, Black Orchid. I think that's probably all of them. <laughs> yes. Earth shock. Anyway, The Awakening is set during the Civil War, but it's not. Ish. Yeah. It's set in 1984 with a yep. bunch of over-enthusiastic sealed knotters yep. reenacting the Civil, Civil War. War. The mm. entire village, apparently. Yes. Specific- Odd thing to do. Aye. More specifically, Part the last one. battle. Mm, the fatal battle. Mm. This uh, Yes. Oh, Can we sorry. get straight uh, to on, that? Oh, oh, she's off. Because that annoyed me when I was 13 and watching this, and what? it annoys me even more now. A fatal battle. No. Yes. Jane, uh, Jane Hamden? Yes. Who would make a brilliant companion, said at one point, but Doctor... The last battle in the war games has to be for real. So are they seriously telling us that this village was going to slaughter some of its occupants yeah. Yeah. Yes, apparently. for the sake of a war game? And mm. it wasn't just the malice influencing them. She knew the last battle in the war games had to be for real. It seemed to be a tradition in the village. Well, no, I, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I think, I think she's making the leap for the, the, the anger, the hate, the fear, the entire. I disagree. The way she said it, it was as if she was telling something, the doctor something he didn't know. Well, she was informing him the last battle has yeah, to be for real, trained... as our fathers and fathers' no, fathers well, did. No, no, it, shortly after I, I they'd think, fathered our fathers and fathers. I think the line is they're trying to, he, it's trying to recreate the circumstances. If that's the case, then the last battle has to be for But why would she make that leap? Because it's a plot line and (laughs) she's... It's a compressed story, that's a problem, isn't it? (laughs) Come on then, Adam, tell us what you think of The Awakening and why you don't like it. Well, it started off as a four-parter. Yeah. Oh, did it? Yeah, which cuts back savagely to make it a two-parter. Apparently there wasn't enough there for a four-parter, really. Why not make it a three-parter, then? I don't know. I think they had a two-parter left over. They didn't do... Three parters in that that period. No, they did. It was a four and a two. This is their third and final two parter of yeah. the twenty five minute yeah mm. line, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so I don't know, but uh, there we go. That's how, how it came. <laughs> um, Eric Saywood hacked it about a bit, and I I do feel like it lost something in it. You kind of get the idea of what was going on. The the malice there has been stuck in the wall yeah. since the uh, Civil War time mm-hmm. and has now been drawn out by the war games and is trying to control the people for some reason. And once that hold is broken, it died and blew up the church. I should do. Yep. Very, very, very good explosion. Quite an impressive model. Yeah, not, not a bad model shot. But not a bad model shot. But... I don't quite know why it's an invasion, but how is that invasion going to work? Is there any well, follow-up the, to that invasion? The way well, I saw it... Where did it, the Tin Clavic come uh, from? metal come from? How did that get into it? It was on the ship. The, the, <laughs> uh, why? Far, as far as you can ascertain, the, the Tin Clavic is all that's left of the probe that had the Malice aboard. So the Malice was created by the Terraleptors? No, the malice no. was created by the people from Raga. The Terraleptors mine. Tinklavik. Tinklavik for exclusive. For the more or less exclusive use of the people. Yeah. Let's all quote the script. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I said, I think, 
I think that that was a, a Stuart uh, Eric Saywoodism. It was to to try to link it back to something that he's done, i.e., something that we have yeah. history. He Just, wanted to bring them back. To yeah, tours. he wanted to remind people about them. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah. A clumsy way of doing it. But yeah. yeah, the way I I was reading it, as twere, um, the invasion plan was was very much like the the android invasion. It was they were take they were going <laughs> to take over the village. <laughs> Basically, he's controlling the village, and would gradually work its way out because more than one malice should have arrived but they didn't ah so they, yeah. they would gradually gain control of the entire country then the uh, entire world have people fight each other to kill each other off or yeah i think something wrong i think uh, i think it was uh, an initial staging post just to clear the ground mm. for the initial landing or perhaps to just test the water yeah. to see it how well been. it works it could have been are yeah. humans so thick that they are yeah controllable so, so something somewhere happened and it didn't activate or didn't come to fruition one thing i didn't understand was why they um the time why, <laughs> yeah why was there all these rips in time why did the absolutely fantastic will arrive <laughs> strangest that old man what andrew verney no <laughs> no there was a naked old man the, he, remember the, the vision with the orbs on his torso oh, for a long yeah. time yeah and then when that was his face, what his... is going on here yeah yeah I'm i don't sure. really want to see that because <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely wasn't a pterileptil no perhaps he was a, a person of raga <laughs> it might rather, have been might have been a rather sad looking old man yeah well, if you'd yeah. been mining tin clavic for the pterileptils <laughs> then oh, yeah. you'd be sad looking and old up on the corner of the walls yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One thing we we sort of mocking it gently. The I thought thought the model work, the oh. malice, and the um the baby malice that was gripping hold of the TARDIS wall. Oh, yeah. I thought they were fantastic. Not bad considering it was nineteen eighty four. Yeah, I really did think they were well done. Effects. And with the malice, it was more is less until the very yeah. end. I, mm. Effects wise, I think the only thing that's dated. Is the orbs? Yeah, is the, the obvious, oh, the obvious yeah, BBC yeah. micro effects. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a bit strange, that, but yeah, yeah, that's the only thing. Get away with that. Antique dress that dated. Well, she, she loved that dress. She loved that dress because it interfered with the um the cameras. <laughs> they, they couldn't do color separation overlay on that dress because it had every single uh, color. Yeah, that's badly planned by her. <laughs> yeah, and I tell you, it says a lot about the character of the villagers. By how much they were affected. That sergeant yeah. guy, what an evil little SOB yeah. well, it was. Again, it goes. Oh, it was all nice and happy at the end. In the it was. Yeah. It was all, all is forgiven. I'm a nice person. <laughs> but it, it goes back to our uh, Babylon 5, the exec officers, the second in command. Yeah. They're, they're yep. right little SOBs. Yeah. yeah. It was a little unfair on the, uh, the chief bad guy. What, Sir George? Yeah, he, he died. Yeah. But it wasn't really his fault. No, it wasn't. This this was also a sticking Whoa. point that Will essentially murdered him yeah. and the Doctor didn't try to stop him. And he could have done because he gave him plenty of warning. Yeah, well, maybe the Doctor knew that he had to die for yeah. the links to be broken. Was just, uh, that, so that I was, was happy with something to do his that, dirty work for him. That was the main <laughs> link, was Sir, Sir Hutchinson. was the main link. Georgie Porgy. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I think that he was a willing participant at the beginning, certainly. Well, I think they all were, because it was all part of the fun. Uh, a... No, 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 no. I think he set them up specifically, so to reactivate the malice. Oh, really? Really? Yeah, I think 
he thought that he could control this and get more personal power. Yeah, because Andrew Verney yeah. told him yeah. that he'd discovered. Oh, of course. And yes. then the, the malice obviously was too big, too powerful, and swamped him. Yeah. Yeah. Because okay. just a little human. Yeah. Again, something which is lost maybe from the condensing down. Could, it's there. Yeah. It's a, that, the vestiges that, that, of, yeah, So that, that's certainly the impression that I sort of... So in a four-parter, yeah. you might have yeah. had the conversation and him... Yeah. yeah. You, you'd have more have more of him being his own self and then perhaps episode three or episode four yeah he loses control, yeah. yeah i'll tell you one thing yeah. though the big question are andrew verney's eyebrows the most impressive you've ever seen <laughs> almost almost <laughs> you can it's see not, where tegan gets hers he, he's not quite in the dennis healy range but he's almost he was there. nearly there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and also um turlo's got very strong hands how do you know <laughs> okay well we've read a few times no, 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 you got that the, close the, to the, the, the <laughs> Scene, the scene where um, him and and uh, him and Vernie are creeping down into the crypt, and you had those two uh, guards trying to get the, uh, get into the TARDIS. Yeah. Oh yeah. They pick up two bits of masonry and yeah. whack them over the head. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, if you look at Tegan, he doesn't. Tegan. Uh, not Tegan. If you look <laughs> at Turlo, he doesn't whack him over the head. He whacks his hand over the back. He does, of the head. doesn't he? He's he's, he instead of going that way like uh, that, he goes hand first. Right. Yeah. But there yeah. was some good, that was He's some alien. good heavy rock lifting. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I was quite surprised they bashed the front of the, the police box. It didn't wobble too much. No, no, no. Clearly, I was being propped up behind. Yeah. There's about They're six all... strong stagehands. <laughs> yeah. Well, having someone we commented, it's the most I've ever seen in the TARDIS at any one point. Oh, people we, uh, te- wise, yeah, yeah, people watched. We had uh, oh, Hampton, then, anyway, Tegan, Turlo, Turlo, the Doctor, the Will, the Colonel. Yeah. Yeah, give it a right. But yeah, 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 yeah. It's a good name. All compiling <laughs> in there. I, I have to say, as you briefly touched upon, both Will, Will and Jane. Jane would have made wonderful, wonderful companions. Even if just mm. for a one-off, you yeah. know, they they skip away from Little Hodkin for some inexplicable mistake by the Doctor reason. Yeah, but they they would have both made fantastic companions. There, there is a is it a book which has uh, Will as a companion? Is yeah. it? I think oh. it, apparently it takes him a, about a month to get him back to the time. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, I can believe that. Story, I gonna, think. But certainly, certainly with Will, you've got the the Jamie vibe again. Yeah. You know, yeah. The the different uh, timeline, mm. and uh, Jane certainly holds her own against Peter Davison against the Doctor. Oh yeah, yeah. And mm. she's you know asking the right questions, yeah. butting in where necessary. Yeah. yeah making a fool of herself a, we have to stop, stop him them. yes, yes. <laughs> better than Tegan then oh yeah all the time. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's, an, it's a crying shame that they didn't yeah it but, did it did amuse me though that um you've got the war games going on something's obviously gone wrong but they still wouldn't break character ring him no i'm not allowed yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did like the whole idea of, of the war games, them in their period costume mm. in a modern-ish setting. Yeah. I was in yeah. an old village. But yeah. You had the police box, yeah. A slight so, dichotomy of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. of reality there. It was nice, a nice way of doing it, because the BBC is so good at period stuff. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Very much so. Yeah. But again, I think the idea initially was, again, probably lost in the con- condensing, is that you initially think you were back in yeah. the Civil War, and then, and then you see anachronistic things in the background and think, oh, yeah. they messed that up. Well, they, but uh, then it becomes gotcha. clear that yeah, it yeah, is they're, modern, they're, modern they're, days. Or whatever. There may have been more time-swapping as a... Mm. Like, yeah. like Will, you, know, you could have had uh, one of our heroes end up in the past. Yeah, 
but as you said, bec- mm. because it got lost in the condensing. And another one thing I was impressed with: um, Sir George, I thought looked great, but then they did the um, the Phantom Cavalier, yeah. and he looked even better. Yeah, yeah all in weird. silver, yeah. you noted. Yeah, I noticed. All in silver yeah, with, with uh, kind of weird eyeshadow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it was the eighties. That yeah. was quite common. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did yeah. look quite good. And then oh. they had the guy beheaded. Yes. Off screen. But yeah. Who was, when was the beheaded? It's right at uh, the end. You got three uh, soldiers from the past oh, turn up. They yeah. put their swords around his neck. And then there was and lots of screaming. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the toast of little Hodcombe. Ah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Tegan being taken off as the... Uh, yes. Maid, is it? Maid of the village or something? As yeah. Which Maid I find honor. questionable to say. <laughs> yeah. <that>. yeah. <laughs> Ooh. She is a... Hostess, I'm sure she's there. Yeah. <laughs> Even though, you know, you, you say it was cut down from four episodes mm. and it, it was kind of squashed. I, I really, yeah. I always enjoy this one. I could happily sit and watch this one every evening. It does make it go a bit of a clip, yeah. which is good. Mm. It's which very fast. Because that's, that's more what we're used to no. today. Yeah. yeah. You've got to use your imagination to fill in the gaps, but perhaps just a little too much in this case. <laughs> yeah. And the, the set for the church, the inside of the church, I thought it was incredible. It was oh, yeah. At first yeah. I thought... Are they in a church? Yeah, are they filming this real church on video? It looked clearly as video. Yeah. Thought, That's odd. Yeah. But then, no, it was actually a set. Yeah. A massive set. And they, the floor and everything looked really bits, good. Yeah. Bits of pew scattered yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they got tiles on the floor, broken everything. It's not a studio floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really impressive stuff. And I like the idea that those those graves, the people in those graves... They've been dead for 500 years and they're appearing on Doctor Who. <laughs> which is more than we've ever done. Yes. Yeah, so far. <laughs> which I gather this is the, uh, the appearance of Davison's second costume. Ooh. Oh, was it? Yeah. If you look very carefully, his coat is a bit lighter. His uh, jumper's different. I know. You have to look very carefully, but if you compare, you, you want compare me to side by side. To Davison, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I know, I know the, the shirt changed. Yeah, his shirt got a green. Because it used to be red and red, Mm. with red and green. But you can barely tell. (laughs) So this was the last one, so this came after the King's Demons. There were three of them, were there? This is the third, the two parters. So there was this one, the King's Demons. King's Demons, or Black Orchid. Black Orchid, that was it, yeah. And they were all really good. Yeah, yeah, it's something to be said for this format. Bit of a shame didn't do more of them. Uh, Would have been worked well in Sylvester's time, I think. Yeah. It had Mm. sped up a little bit more by then as well. Yeah, I think the farthest they got is just three episodes. They did do some three episodes. Two fours and the Well, the Ghost Line is two-parter. No. No, No, that was a three-parter. I think that was a three. Ah, so we enjoyed the awakening. Yes, we did. Thank you. Especially the sick. Little mouse, classic. We've been watching more old TV. Yes, yes we have. Thanks to YouTube. Uh, yeah, and uh, watching. I think may sound a bit self-serving, but we watched the staggering stories of Ferdinand de Bargos. Yay! Because we're called staggering stories. <laughs> Now, this was uh, started in 1989, apparently. It's That's a- the year I was born. 1989. <laughs> really? Maybe 20 years after. <laughs> maybe, maybe. How do you describe it? It's sort of a clip show. It takes old footage yep. and revoices it. The old Pathé news. Comedy effect. Yes. And it's- does it very well. Essentially, yeah. I, I really, I, this is a chicken and an egg scenario. What do they do first? Do they write the script? I don't know, yeah. 
and then try and find clips to fit with it? Or do they find amusing clips and think, oh, yeah, I could fit that into this idea for a script I've got? For example, Mm. the one I watched last night was about um, an outbreak of unwarranted nudity throughout (laughs) England. Um, People wantonly playing naked tennis. And it started off (laughs) with um, the... The naked tennis, this um, very posh gentleman voiced by the wonderful Jim Broadbent oh, yeah. talking about how he's got no time for nudity, you know, you, you, he's naked under his shirt and that's enough for him, blah, blah, blah. And in the background, two people start playing te- tennis in the nude. <laughs> Monty cl- Python, really, isn't cle- it? Yeah. Clearly yeah. that's not what the man was talking about in yeah. the footage. <laughs> no. But this whole th- the script evolves so much that, you end up outside Parliament mm-hmm. having a, a naked protest um, with footage that was taken, I reckon, in the 50s of people having a sit-down protest. None of them were naked. But it's, <laughs> it's just wonderful. I'd love to know which they did first, yeah. the scripts yeah. or the um, or the footage. Yeah, they must be, such footage they must have been able to call upon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you look at it and think that gives you an idea and then you try to find bits that well, work Like I say, it's... It, it, it's Old news broadcast, Pathé news, the vox pop stuff. Yeah, there, we're, we're talking. We're talking from from the eighties back to about the the fifties. Yeah, oh yeah, it intercuts between colour and black and white yeah. quite, mm, quite yeah. happily. And it's stuff from all over the world. It's not just for the UK. Yeah, and there's also quite a few well-known names attached. Yeah, well, I'm surprised. Yeah, broad 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 yeah, Oscar winner. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Oscar McGowan. Yeah, I think there was a couple of the old spitting image gang. Yeah, I think um, Christopher Barry is one of them. I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, the um, the mainstay of any staggering stories of Ferdinand Ferdinand de Bargos is George McFadden. Was it Arnold? McFadden. I'm not quite sure. Uh, it was a McFadden. McFadden. The McFadden twins. Yeah. yeah, it could be George and Arnold. Yeah. Did you see any McFadden in yours? Yes, there was. Uh, there's a Doctor McFadden. Yes, the father of George and Arnold. Could could be. Yeah. <laughs> Is, was this the panda one? I think it was a panda one. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He uh, he disguise has he's forced into a panda suit so uh, to cover for um, the other panda who's gone AWOL looking for the love of his life. Ah, uh, is this the one where George McFadden in a panda suit has to mate with a Russian panda who also turns out to be male? Uh, Boris the panda, yeah. yes. And, yeah. And again, it's it's <laughs> obviously clips of pandas running away. Yeah, obviously it's, yeah. it's for when the latest panda gift was from chi- China or Japan or yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it, they've in inter- Russia wasn't it for some Ru- reason. Yeah, because there was uh, yeah, not Yeltsin. Um, oh, the, the, Gorbachev. Gorbachev. Thank you, Gorbachev. Yeah, yeah. Uh, clips of Gorbachev in it's there. And- Boris the sp- Boris the panda. Yeah, we're, we're really, that. we're really not explaining no, it very no, well. No. It's just impossible to explain well, it. It's, it's, it's like, um, it's just some weird, crazy watching, story. <laughs> watching one side of the TV while having another TV next to you with only the sound on, and just trying to match the voices to the pictures. It just really doesn't work. But yeah. It does. It does work. It, it, it is very. You mentioned Python earlier. It is yeah. very much like Monty Python, where is I think only two out of the three jokes actually score. Yeah. When 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 they're slightly off, it's not funny at all. But when they they're on, 
it is hilarious. Yeah. So yeah. it's if you're not laughing at this bit in uh, this current five minutes, you will be laughing in about five minutes' time. Maybe, yeah. And you probably have to get in the right mindset for it. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. If you're yeah. In, in the zone, it's yes. probably absolutely hilarious all the time, mm. yeah. And I love the points where they do actually manage to get the lip syncing. <laughs> they just yeah. worked it perfectly so it looks like the people on the screen are saying what Jim Broadbent is saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so it's one of the scenes I have to the they've got them uh, measuring a crocodile. It's a it's a zoo doc- <laughs> yeah, it's a zoo funny, documentary. Yeah. They put yeah. the head on and the, and they're actually saying, well, perhaps we can get this one in the panda suit. You yeah. <laughs> What's this yeah. bit here? Oh, it's his tail. Let's move it round there. <laughs> yeah, that was a particularly funny bit. Don't yeah. Yeah. Did laugh out loud at that. Yeah. <laughs> basically, we'll we'll put some links in the show notes. Mm. Just oh. just go and watch it. It's very 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 British. Yes. Yes. So mm. we're sorry for that. Well, so if, if you're into Python, then I think you'll be into this as well. I yeah, think it's absurdist. Not, and, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, even if it is absurd. Yes. Um, yeah. Even if you're not into Python, I think you'll find some of these funny. Yeah. And if you don't find them funny, historically, the pictures are wonderful. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're very yeah. interesting. Yeah. You could even do your own. Just Oh, yeah. Just turn, turn off, the sound down. Turn the sound down, yep, and do your own voice yep. through <laughs> It's a bit like uh, Magic Roundabout in that respect, isn't it? Yeah. They, they take the visuals and they put their own... They put their yeah. own stories their to own it. story around yeah. it. One thing, there was one scene, there was three members of staff, I think they worked in a big house. It was two young men and an elderlyish woman. She looked remarkably like my mother. <laughs> Was she it? even had the same glasses well the footage I think was taken around 1940 so Ooh. I doubt it great grandmother <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> yeah so it was written and produced by Jeff Atkinson and Kim Fuller yes one of which actually contacted us yeah, they, a few years back, back we yeah. assumed they were going to sue us yeah <laughs> no, no, no. they didn't no. they didn't in fact they sent us uh, a movie they'd done they yes which never, same, as far as I know never got anywhere unfortunately yeah, but it was the same, I have a copy somewhere same sort of uh, idea it is same footage, idea yeah. Yeah. in dialogue yeah it was very funny let's dig it out and watch it again so that's Staggering Stories of Ferdinand de Bargos on YouTube links in the show note hmm. have a go Right, you've been writing to us, you lovely people. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh. Enough with the thank yous. Oh, oh. Must, must, must. <gasps> He's looking. Oh, He's no. There. no. The helmeted head of Bertwe. Yeah. He's actually got half a Darth Vader mask on. He's, That's how badass he's he got helmet is. Part. He's got the Vader's helmet on. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> we better say hello to okay. him. Okay. Okay. Hello, hello head, head of Pertwee. Dark Lord of the Sith. Yes. Hello, Neo Moomin. <laughs> oh. And various Graham. other Robert. Graham should... is looking really grey. <laughs> you need to take him into the bathroom. <laughs> I'm frightened he's going to perish. You give him a squeeze and everything's going to well, go... Well, any time Adam gives anything a squeeze in the bath, something bad happens. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard from Sam. Sandro. Hello, Sandro. He says, hello, Staggerers. Hello. Can you believe it? 2016 nope. is three quarters of the way done. Wow, yeah. I just thought it would be nice to go through a couple of big movies that came out this year and let you know my thoughts on them. Okay. So that I could get your thoughts on my thoughts and we could all be one big thought-filled fan base. <laughs> my okay. last ranty email was all about the two DC movies, so I'll skip those ones. It was very ranty. <laughs> Captain America, Civil War. Oh, yep. It was perfect yes it really was everything i ever wanted from a marvel film <laughs> funny sad thrilling clever erotic you really had no idea where it was going to go at times <laughs> i know what some people thought that it was a bit slow at times nope and while the vision cooking for 10 minutes might not interest everyone i didn't find this a problem <laughs> but yes 
I loved it. The only film that came out this year that I wasn't disappointed by one bit. Mm. Probably going to be film of the year, unless Rogue One is as good as it looks. Mm. Number two, Deadpool. Mm. Yep. Loved it. <laughs> I've been a Deadpool fan for years. I've read every single issue of his main series, the spin-offs, the weird parody books, and even the <laughs> novel. And Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He was perfect. Yep. However, oh. this film made me more excited for a sequel than it did about the film itself. Uh. They got the characters, humour, and the action perfectly, but the plot was super cliché, <laughs> and that did take me out of the film a bit the first time round. Hopefully they can go for one of the more out there plots that the character is known for, like accidentally resurrecting all the presidents of America and then having to kill all of them. Real plot for a real comic. Look it up. It's amazing. Number three, X-Men Apocalypse. Mm. They got the new characters right, finally. Jean Grey and Cyclops aren't annoying and the returning (laughs) cast did a decent job, but the script was half finished. An apocalypse was boring. So I didn't really care about anything but the characters. It's worth a watch if you're an X-Men fan like I am. You will find heaps of things to love, but it wasn't fantastic. Mm. (laughs) Independence Day resurgence oh. i hated this movie oh <laughs> by far the worst film i've seen in a cinema all year really um, I, um, he must have point, missed uh, point london is falling he yeah, might not must have, have seen missed it, it. <laughs> oh, you, you didn't miss much but anyway i'm not a massive fan of the original independence day i think it's fine as a popcorn sci-fi disaster and will smith yeah. did a good job in it but it isn't a film that i care about as much as others but even i felt like that was insulting to the original <laughs> i just didn't care the new characters were boring. Yep. The old characters were fun to see back on the screen for a couple of scenes before getting annoying. <laughs> and the plot was weaker than Suicide Squad. Well, say something. <laughs> I get that it's trying to be funny and silly. And I like those films. Sharknado, The Fourth <laughs> Awakens is in my top 15 of the year so far. But this didn't work for me. Mm. Number five. Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Really enjoyable. Yep. Yep. Had a lot of fun with this one. The cast was great. The yes. writing was very good at times. Yes. Dragged on every now and then with a couple of dud jokes and strange mm. exposition scenes in their science lab. But all in all, it was a very good comedy. Yep. yep. Shame about the chance of a sequel yeah. not being likely. Hopefully they'll work some way to get this team back in live action form somewhere. Yeah, yeah hopefully. And finally, Star Trek Beyond. No colon. I also dislike this film, which is a shame because I really want to like it as much as everyone else does. Starting with the positives, all of the characters were great, aside from Scotty. (laughs) It was obvious Simon Pegg wrote this one as he had more to do, (laughs) but this was the weakest performance I think he's ever given. I just wasn't a big fan of how it seems like they are just reusing the same character arcs in every film. (laughs) Kirk is thinking of leaving and Spock is having girl problems. It happened in Into Darkness. No need to redo it again. But McCoy, Chekhov and Jayla were the standouts for me. Without them, this could have been a disaster. Anyway, my main problem here is how stupid and cliché the film was at times. Half of the time I thought I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) It was that silly and over the top. (laughs) I enjoy that those new Star Trek films have more humour in them than than the Prime Universe, Hmm. but went overboard with this one. It just made me want to go back and rewatch the original series, which is what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm quite I. enjoying it, aside from the chat, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the end of this. Please tell me how wrong I am about Star Trek Beyond. I want to like it, but I just can't. Keep it up, Sandro. Sandro, thank you. You're wrong about Star Trek Beyond. It was awesome. 
Just take it as red. I'm yeah. older than you. I'm wiser than you. Um, My eyesight is poorer than yours. And even I um, could see that Star Trek Beyond was an excellent film. Was pretty good. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. I did enjoy it. I did enjoy it more second time. Yeah. So I, maybe just, first time, give it a second go if you haven't really seen it once. You were right about Independence Day Resurgence, though. Yeah, it was terrible. That was a steaming pile of claptrap. That was. <laughs> we got any more letters? Sure. We have a letter here from... Andrew Scott. Hello, Andrew Scott. Hello, Hello, all the living... No, no, no. See that word there? That says to. Hello to all. Hello to all. It comes to something when you get three words and you got one of them wrong and changed the meaning of the sentence. Please don't tickle my elbow. (laughs) She's got a very highly ticklish elbow. (laughs) Hello to all. Living plastic, cardboard and ash. Well... The boss of the house has agreed to give you another try. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Give you another try. Thanks to your reading out of my letter. So good news there. We're still very sorry. Adam has it's, been disciplined. Uh, it's all Adam. All Adam. All my fault, is it? <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> you were the one who did the editing and put the uh, Just to remind you, effects. here's that sound effect again. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> With regard to the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I think I first came across this in the seventies in a horror magazine which talked about it along with assorted hammer productions. It wasn't until until video though that it that I hit it in earnest, and I just loved it from the first. But it wasn't until they had a live production locally when I got the full audience participation experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure. All my three kids like it, but it is my daughter who finally went as magenta with her franked-up husband. Yay. Anyway, thank you for the frank review. Oh. oh. And yes, I'm cringing at my own pun. What Good. he doesn't tell us is his three children are called Frank, Columbia and Magenta. <laughs> Hooverville 8 was excellent, mm-hmm. and although people like Nick Briggs are really interesting... I think the incredible un-PC Mr. Jason (laughs) was the most entertaining. He was good. The people and I suspect the interviewer were not sure what to expect next. Excellent. Uh, I I was going to say hello to Adam, but he looked very busy with (laughs) his little microphone gizmo, and I thought better of it. (laughs) Didn't spot Keith at all. I was there, but I was keeping a low profile. But there were lots of people there. Finally, where did... Does Katie Manning get all her energy from? I have no idea. Just don't know. Nope. Nobody knows. I really enjoyed your last podcast. It was wonderful. You keep going, and with the hiatus of the Ood cast, the flashing blade, and the loss of Professor Dave's arc in space, you, along with Tin Dog, are all that is left for my regular list. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think something's coming back. I think Flashing Blade is coming back. And Professor Dave's Ark in Space. Oh, good. Maybe coming back. If he's not already back. So tell me, who else would you recommend for easy ironing or tea time listening? <laughs> who covers an eclectic group of films and programmes and are not rude, too sweary, or just plain fun? All the best, Andrew Scott. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. I listen to so few podcast seasons. Did I miss? Oh, what? Or to quote protect, uh, predictive text, Miss Beer. Miser Beer? Did I miss Miser Beer? Mm. <laughs> or did Siobhan Galachon, apologies if it's horribly misspelt, once appear as a regular member of your podcast in the early days? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. Siobhan was Tony Twen- back then. 
Yes, and was true. it twenty three? First twenty three, I think. First, first yeah. year or yeah. so. So yeah. first year, she or he, as, as was back then, as it was a regular. Yes. As for yes. podcasts, Radio Free Scaro is always good. Yeah, although you no doubt know about them. Um, um, are the Verity cast still going? I think so. I haven't yeah. listened to them for a while. I think so. But they were good and not too sweary. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's Blue Box like? Blue Box, they're the Starburst guys. I'm not sure, actually. To be honest, I don't listen to many Doc 2 podcasts. I'm too busy editing one half the time. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My podcasts I listen to tend to be uh, about computer games or uh, board games. Uh, it's just a um, darker project I, I usually listen to, but they're not, they aren't, they do stories. They don't do reviews or anything. So oh, yeah. It's yeah. a sort of an episodic story that mm. they put out. Basically, browse the web. Yeah. If you well, go to Doc 2 Podcast Alliance and uh, plug plug yep. see, and see what uh, takes your fancy yeah right you have one here from Catherine, the dragon maker hello, hello Catherine. Catherine. your Hel- bed is ready <laughs> okay <laughs> Ooh, uh, right uh, on that uh, hello staggerers <laughs> hello head of pertwee just a quick note before i start my time travel adventure for the day Ooh. what a treat to find episode 245 included a review of rocky horror well it's not my favorite movie by any stretch it's fair to say the experience of that movie and the local cast helped to redirect my life <laughs> In 1984, my family moved to a new town. On Halloween of that year, my parents dropped me off at a local art house theatre and I had a blast. Ah, good. My older brother had introduced me to the music the year before and I had learned one call-out line. (laughs) Since some lines are regional, I was the only one to shout out, better make it good, they killed you last week, after Frank said, but wait, I can explain. (laughs) Yeah. I met fascinating people because of Rocky, many my progressive and liberal mother didn't approve of. But from them, my fairly innocent 16-year-old self learned a lot about what we shall call alternative lifestyles. <laughs> yep. Good. Uh, oh, yes. And I've dated an embarrassing number of Eddies over the years. <laughs> Haven't we all, dear? <laughs> How do they end up, I wonder? Yeah. I have not heard they were making the film. Yes. I'm appalled. Much as so I'd like to write out Rocky Horror Fang Rock, the 16th century is calling. Anon, Catherine Dragonmaker. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Catherine. Right, we've got some audio feedback. Some audio feedback? Audio feedback's been a while. Yeah. It has. This is from Tim Drury. Oh, hello, hello Tim. Tim. Hello, Staggerers. Hello, Head of Pertwee, <laughs> Ashes of Cardboard Amy, Dangerous Churchill, um, Hiding Frobisher, I think we should call him. <laughs> yeah, Tim from Tim's Take On. Hello, Tim. I thought I'd drop you a few lines on this dehydratingly hot day. <laughs> it's um, raining. Well, yeah, things have changed. Thank you, those of you who made it along to the latest Sharda tour. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank you. Uh, managed to discover the wonders of Cambridge ice cream, uh, somehow ignoring the sweet shop across on the other side of the road, <laughs> inventing a brand new Cambridge sport. Punt commentary. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Top marks for Keith and others for that one. <laughs> and, uh, well, yes, a good time was had by all. And then we had Hooverville, yep. which I showed my usual somewhat something prowess at interviewing. I think I did something, <laughs> maybe. Yep. Possibly. I must get those uh, and off my card. Uh, we had the... Uh, What's becoming the now traditional post Hooverville meal, mm-hmm. which involved an adventure finding uh, an, a restaurant on the edge of Derby, yep. <laughs> yeah. somewhere a closed out, tucked away near a football ground, and then I said, said the, the the wonderfully innocent line to Adam of, "Oh, 
I suppose you could drive me back to my hotel. There's <laughs> oh, yeah. a bit of Derby at all. Wow. Um, Derby's a nightmare. Due to GPS on two different phones, we went on this wonderful magical mystery tour of Derby. <laughs> it was interesting. Ending up on entirely the wrong side of the road, yep. on, on the railway. Yep. But we did get back to my hotel eventually. So yep. Thank you very much, Adam. <laughs> Apologies <laughs> for us seeing way, way, way too much Derby than planned to. <laughs> Same as over and over again, I think. Yeah, yeah. And you've watched one of my least favourite Tom Baker stories, Horror of Fang Rock. Oh, oh yes. yes, yes. Oh, let me see. Everybody dies. <laughs> it's horribly grim. Yeah, yeah. It's set in a lighthouse. Yep. There's a green There was rock. no money to go out on location, so they even had to fake that. There's stuff that I like about well. this story because I do watch it now and again, and I go. Well, I like the Ruton, and I like the whole possessing people thing. But, oh, it's just so horribly grim. <laughs> yes. Yeah. In fact, there's, there's, there's stories from the um, Tom Baker comedy half hour that Keith doesn't seem to like that I love yeah. compared to Horror Fang Rock. But there you go. <laughs> I have to dive in with some level of rant on that. That's yeah. okay. We'll have to discuss it later. Very um, different sort of... Oh, God. How do we finish these things? Um... Oh, yes. We're all waiting for class. Yep, so yes. much so that, as I record this, there's already a fake trailer online from a fan. <laughs> oh, no, really? So maybe by the time you play this, there'll actually be something to know about class. <laughs> no. Uh, so far, there's an yep. official Facebook for it that says something like, from the universe of Doctor Who and a logo and a couple of official photographs. Yeah, we have a, a proper logo now. There, uh, there are three books coming so out. Yes. Oh. Here's to class. Hopefully... Uh, it will have. There'll be something to know about it <laughs> by the time this um, this airs. So, no. Bye. Bye. Next time. Thanks, Tim. Thank you, Thank you yeah. Tim. Yeah. Good to see you again. I'd forgotten about the punting commentary. Yes. Yeah. 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 That one guy just wouldn't fall in, would he? No. no. So close. Next time we have to take pea shooters. Or yeah. 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 <laughs> or just make Keith drive a punt. Astro. No. A splash. No. 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 Well, I agree because then I'll have to jump in and save yes. you. <laughs> no, I'll be going down for the third time. <laughs> oh, really? You have. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you would like to write to us, please stop drowning. If you would like to write to us, you can do so at show... At staggeringstories.net. Oh, we've got two bits there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's another come, never come back. We'll have to gobble the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, excuses from the others as follows. Okay. Gene, not very well. Aww. We send commiserations. Yep. Scott, I think he's dead. I, I think so. I think so. And, and Andy, and I quote... I can't be asked, <laughs> <laughs> But hopefully they'll all be with us next time. Yep, 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 hopefully. Lead us out, Adam. Oh. Right. <laughs> How's it go? <laughs> Make some shit up. <laughs> Better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Say something. How's it start? This is the end. That brings us to the end. That brings us to the end of another Staggering Stories podcast. Oh. Next time, more the same. <laughs> For fun, frivolity, and jollity. Oh, official. Yes. You should see the eyebrow. It's the eyebrow has gone up here. More who older new. No, no, no. More no, news not. and reviews. Oh, more news and reviews. More who older new. Well done. <laughs> now you've got to think of words. Now you've got to think of words. Channel your inner Django. Let, let's go with an Jango. A. So a, until yeah. that. 
to the ass nine. I've got to do all of them. Because this is funny. Yes. <laughs> Adventure. He's sweating Ooh. here. He is yeah. sweating. Of audaciousness. Oh, very good. <laughs> Comes raining down upon us all. Raining? Yeah. It's got to be an A. A raining. Comes oh. ambling? Oh, okay, yes. Uh, comes... Mm. Aversham? Comes Aversham? <laughs> <laughs> just name towns in Buckinghamshire. <laughs> you didn't... You were not why, specific. Why not comes Aylesbury in towns? Yeah. You were not specific. You just said it had to begin with A. So Aversham. You're an idiot. Yes. Or asinine, arse-faced <laughs> That's why you love me. <laughs> no, it's not. It's because you've got a very, very... <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Comes... Don't take away your Aardvarking. Aardvarking? I gave you a perfectly good ambling word and you go for aardvarking. Fine, aardvarking. Aardvarking. Down upon the saw. Until next time... It's me saying, me, Adam. <laughs> Goodbye. Farewell. No, purple. I wish Crumbly was here. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you have been listening to Staggering Stories Podcast, Series 1, number 246, featuring Adam J. Purcell, Fake Keith, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this is a fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.com.